apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And last night, the play-in tournament continued, and it continued with a Laker win. Really good game against the uh, Suns last night. They beat the Suns 106-103. But the biggest takeaway from that game is how great LeBron James still is. He's still phenomenal. He's still the top five player in the league. Had 31-11-8 last night. He was outstanding in that game. Durant was good, too, but LeBron was just better. LeBron was just phenomenal. He, lead, he leads the Lakers to, to uh, in, in, into the play-in tournaments. He leads the Lakers. They're going to Vegas. They're playing the Pelicans in the semifinals. Interesting game between him and Zion in, in that game. But uh, before we talk about the Lakers and Pelicans, talk about, we've got to talk about how just amazing LeBron is right now. Yeah, they uh, LeBron, yeah, he's, you know, father time hasn't totally caught up to him yet. Um, you know, he's, he's still playing at a top level. Um they got bailed out there at the end of the game with that timeout. Uh, I know, I know they got, got bailed out. I know they got bailed out. Only the Lakers. Still. <laughs> I know, only the Lakers. Yeah, I know you're ticked off, but still, yeah, I know they got yeah. bailed out. But still, LeBron was amazing. No, he was. He was. Uh, not taking anything away from him, but um, yeah, you know, he played really well because you know Davis had a pretty good game last night. Austin Reeves played well, but you know that's kind of been the thing is you know. Other guys like you know, will they kind of step up on you know for the Lakers on the team? And he's kind of you know he's he's been really good at kind of 
still at this age, almost over averaging 25 points a game. So, yeah, he's been really, really good. He's still playing, you know, last night he played 40 minutes. So, uh, yeah, he's still one of the best players in the entire sport and it's amazing to watch. Oh, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. It is absolutely amazing. And he leads the Lakers into the semifinals of the play-in tournament as they take on the Pelicans uh, tomorrow night. And uh, I think this is going to be another really close game between these two teams. It's going to be a great crowd in Vegas. You got LeBron and Zion going at it. And funny, they're probably going to have two separate admissions because one game's at five, one game's at nine. So they're probably going to have two separate admissions. And But I think the difference in this game is, is LeBron is clearly a better player than Zion. And LeBron was definitely more the reason why his team advanced than Zion was. I mean, Brandon Ingram had the big game, as you know, because it was your, you played your Kings. Brandon Ingram had the had, had the big game on uh, on Monday night, not Zion. And uh, Trey and uh, Murphy off the bench had the big game. Had a big game off the bench too for the Pelicans. So I think this game is close, and it comes down to the fourth quarter. But in the fourth quarter, in a you know an elimination situation, I know it's I mean it's the playing turn not the play. It's a playing tournament, but it's an elimination situation. You cannot go against LeBron here. You cannot go against LeBron here. That's why I'm going with the Lakers to win this game and get to the finals of the playing tournament Saturday night. I, th- I, th- I think they get to the finals. Uh, they, get to, they get to the final Saturday night. But Justin, can Zion and Brandon Ingram carry their team to the finals on Saturday? I think they got a chance. Um, yeah, you know they got up to very slow start Monday, but uh, they figured out the Pelican. The, like that's the third time the Pelicans have already beat the Kings. Like Zion and uh, Ingram, like their length is just giving the Kings problems on both sides of the ball so far in the three meetings. So, um, yeah, Ingram was phenomenal. They could not miss on uh, Monday night. So they played really, really well. Um, you know, Ingram, I, I, you know, I like the, the way the, this Pelican team has been playing so far this year that, you know, I, I think they could knock off the Lakers and, and uh, I say they will. I'm cheering for a, uh, you know, the Jordan Hawkins versus Andre Jackson in the. Uh, oh, you the, want the UConn? Uh, you want the UConn guys yeah. playing in the season final? Yeah, that ain't yeah. gonna do well for Pelican. I'm telling you, Pelican. I know it's Zion, but Pelicans Bucks is not gonna. If you don't have LeBron on Saturday night. The ratings will not be as good. So I think it's. I, yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a really good game between the the two teams. But I'm gonna go with the Lakers to advance to the finals on Saturday night. But we got we got the first – this will be the first game. We talked about the second game first. So this will be the first game on Thursday, and that is between the Pacers and the Bucks. How about Tyrese Halliburton? He knocks out the Celtics oh, with a man. triple – I know, you're ticked off. You wanted you yeah. wanted Fox and Halliburton. I know the bonus is nice, but you'd rather have yeah. the best backcourt in the NBA with Fox and Halliburton. Yeah. What a performance yeah. by Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, it's a triple-double, knocks out the Celtics, knocks the Celtics out of the play-in tournament. Uh, he was just phenomenal. He's, the Pacers, they haven't, they haven't lost a game in the playing tournament. They've just been – this is something they want to win. This young team, this young Indiana, this up-and-coming Indiana team, this is something they definitely want to win. And then they face the, – the, but they face on a, Thursday night, in my opinion, the best team in, in the Eastern Conference. They crushed the Knicks last night, especially in the second. They destroyed – the Knicks came it close for a half mm-hmm. in the second half. It was no contest. Giannis was great. Lillard was great. That's what happens. You have two top ten players on one team. They were both outstanding, and I think this is going to be this is going to be a game where I think Hal Burton will do what he can, but I got to go with the team with more talent. I got to go with the Bucks. I got the Bucks beating the Pacers to go get to the finals against the Lakers. So I got a Giannis Lebron final in the in the playing tournament on Saturday night. But Justin can Hal Burton lead the Pacers to the finals of the playing tournament? I think they got a chance, but yeah, it's going to be a tough uphill battle. Um, the Pacers are the most exciting team to watch right now in the sport um, with their offense, you know, 
what they're scoring 130 points a game, but they're giving up 125 points a game. Like it's, it, it's wild. But, it's a, it's um, a Rick, yeah, it's, a Rick Car- it's a Rick Carlisle team. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're exciting. Uh, they were his teams were exciting down there in Dallas as well. But yeah, Halliburton is just yeah. It's uh, I love watching him, but it's tough to watch him because yeah, you know, he's so much he was in the Kings uniform, but he's so impressive. And I'm not, I'm not, I the few games he played at Iowa State, I, I kind of fell in love with him. He kind of broke his wrist, so um, you know, I didn't think he'd be this level of a player, but yeah, he he's just so exciting to watch and. Again, you know, Buddy Heald, he's got around him who, again, when he's on, he's on. Um, you know, Obi Toppin's having a pretty nice year with Indiana. I think the style fits him a lot better than the Knicks style of play. And, you know, he, he's having a really nice year as well. So, um, but I got the Bucks. Yeah, with, with Lillard and Giannis. And I think Lillard said for a lot of the, like the younger guys, you know, like, they want to kind of win it for them. So I, this means, a, you know, a, a lot for the Bucs as well here. So that's why I think the Bucs are just a little bit better than them. And I think, you know, Giannis and Damian Lillard kind of find a way to knock off uh, Indiana tomorrow night. So so who do you got winning the playing tournament? I'm going to go with the Bucs. I just don't think anyone's going to beat Lillard. I know LeBron's great in a one-game situation, but I don't think anyone beats Lillard, Lillard and Giannis. They, they don't have to worry about the Nuggets. So I don't think anyone beats Lillard and Giannis. So I'm going with the Bucs to win it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Bucks find a way to take care of the Lakers. I think they got a little bit more talent than than LA, and um, I think Giannis is kind of Giannis and Lillard, um, you know, are the difference in that game. And and Milwaukee wins the first annual uh, in season tournament. Yeah, I think I think they do. I think they do. Now the big question is 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 the in season tournament good for the NBA? And I think it's great for the NBA. I think it's been a great idea by Adam Silver. It's gotten these guys to play hard in the regular season, and it's probably drawn ratings up in the regular season because these guys are playing hard. The problem with the NBA was the regular season was not meaning that didn't have as nowhere. The regular season didn't have as anywhere near as close to the meaning as the playoffs. And the guys, you see a lot of guys load managing and all this stuff. That's not that's not been happening as much this year because of the rules Silver's putting in and because of this playing tournament. So I think this is an outstanding idea by Adam Silver. Yeah, I, I think, you know, at first I was very, you know, I, I didn't know how this was going to turn out. But, yeah, like, you you heard that atmosphere on Monday night in, like, Indiana. Oh, like, in Indiana, yeah, that was like crazy. A, yeah. You know, and that, like, that's a team that's not a title contender. Like, this is kind of, you know, big for them. Yeah, they may, you know, they're definitely going to be in the playoff discussion this year. But, yeah, like, it was a big game for that crowd. So, the only thing I don't like is the courts. I can't stand the courts. Like, it hurts my eyes. So that's like the only thing I would like change. There, some of the courts are just like the Kings played at San Antonio, and the court was like blue. I'm like, this makes no sense. But other than that, I think it's been really, really good. Um, so yeah, I, I do think it's helped, and I think a lot. Of, like I think what Willard kind of said after last night's game, like for the younger guys, the amount of money that you know the rookies or the two way contract players get, it is pretty life changing for them. So I think for some of those veteran guys, I think they kind of understand that. So yeah, I think it 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 has put some more meaning in. And I don't know if you've done with the, with the Knicks, but like when there was an NC's tournament game, I kind of made sure to try to tune in the Kings game. Oh yeah, around if there wasn't much on. So yeah, oh yeah, was, yeah. You know, I tuned in. Maybe. I tuned in definitely to a couple. I definitely tuned into that the end of that Heat in season tournament game, and the Garden was going crazy when they played the Heat in the in season tournament. Like when when it was Heat and Knicks that that game where they came back from twenty one down, I definitely tuned in for that. Yeah, you know, so yeah, like I feel like yeah, like more fans of yeah, they've definitely kind of tuned in for you. Yeah, that that Heat Knicks game was a. That was a really good game. So, yeah, you know, I, I've 
I, I, you know, I, I liked it. It's something I wasn't really sure, but it does seem like it's something that the NBA's, you know, should should stick to here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, they absolutely should stick to it. I, I completely agree. They, they absolutely should sh- uh, should sh- should stick with the end season tournament. And I, yeah, I, I, I think they definitely should. They definitely should. It, it was a really, really good uh, for the league. I think it, it's going to help the league going forward. So I think the NBA. This is a, this is a really good thing that Adam Silver did. Having this tournament should be exciting uh, next two day. Uh, should be exciting Thursday night and Saturday night in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, might get a couple of really good games. Like even that, you know, that, you know, that Bucks Pacers game. You know, there's, you know, like the total is like two fifty four. Like that's, you know, that's going to be a very high scoring basketball game. It should, you know, be be a lot of basket scores. So yeah, like two uh, two really good games and. You know, Patriot team that, yeah, you know, would love to kind of make a lot of noise with kind of some of the young talent that they got to kind of put themselves on the map there. Exactly, 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 exactly. So it should be an exciting uh, weekend in Vegas. But we got we to talk about the very, very controversial college football playoff rankings. But before we talk about that, we are going to hear from our friends at uh, JPEG Financial and Sh- uh, Shamrock Home inspection let me just let me just get that going for a bit yeah so we'll hear from our friends at jpeg financial and shamrock home inspections do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement but don't even know if it's enough to live off of how much is enough how often are you thinking about it the team at jpeg's financial group can help set your mind at ease we specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial educational and investment needs We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All righty, so the college football playoff, final college football ranking came out on Sunday. It did not. It did not. <laughs> it did not go without controversy as the uh, as the top four teams were announced: Michigan being one, Washington two, Al, uh, Texas three, and uh, and uh, and Alabama four. 
and did not go without controversy as this was the worst, this was the toughest year. And really the committee was in a no-win situation. The committee was in a no-win situation because all six of those teams, all six teams were deserving. All six teams were deserving. They just they just had to they just had to pick four teams. All of them were deserving. They just had to pick four teams. Now, in my opinion, I thought they what they should have done was they should I thought I thought it should have been a, a Michigan, Washington, uh, Alabama, and Georgia. They ended up doing what you said when I texted you. They did exactly what, what you said they were going to do. They did uh they did Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. They they did exactly what uh you wanted them to do. And here's the thing where people say, oh, the committee has no criteria. The committee has no criteria. They kind of do. They're very, very big on conference champions. And they and, and because 33 of the 40 teams that have gone into the college football playoff have been conference champions. And it was really no difference this year. All four of these teams are conference champions. And really, I know Florida State was undefeated, but they left out the worst conference champion. They left out the worst conference champion in Florida State. And really, you look at the way Florida State played the last two weeks against Florida and Louisville. They did not look like a team that was that was that was in the college football playoff. And I know, oh yeah, well, if they had Jordan Travis, if they have Jordan Travis, but even even when they had Jordan Travis, they barely I know they they, they played really well in the ACC <coughs> outside of the Miami game, but they barely they barely beat my they barely beat Miami. They barely beat Miami, and they were losing to North Alabama at the time Travis got hurt. So I don't think I I I, I would have had Georgia in, but I don't think Florida State, the Florida State got screwed. I don't think they really. I didn't think they got screwed as much as people think they did because they were the out of the out, out of the Power Five teams that, that out of the, all the Power Five champions, they were the worst. See, I know like the fourth, like that was my prediction. What the committee was going to do, I thought Florida State should have got in at four. I really like because they had a third string quarterback. Tayron Mayer was going to be back. You gave him a month, and the way the defense was playing, you can't tell me Michigan's to blow them out. Michigan's not going to blow that team out. I, I don't. I don't think not they blow them out, but they would have beat them. I think pretty still pretty convincingly with Waterman with with the I quarterback. Think, I think Florida State would have made that thing interesting. I really do. I don't think Michigan's offense is world beaters. Like I, I think Florida State's defense would have gave them a battle. Um, the problem that I have with committee is so if you're going to put Florida State, to, like put Florida State six, like just move Georgia to five. You know, like if it's and like I know they. They say it's the best four teams, and why do the games matter then? Like, why play the games? Just in August, just put the four best teams in the finals and just move along. Like, like seriously, I. And then, then, the other thing is too. Like, all right, so Liberty got the near six bowl invite. They had the worst get. They they went undefeated, and they had the worst strength of schedule. But the committee said, yeah, they're in because they they played who you know, they beat who they had to beat. Four State did the same exact thing, and they're at five. Like this is the problem. They, they, uh, they just, they always, um, they always change what they want to do. Like it's a standard to one team, but it's not. To, like I, this is why it just drives me crazy with these with this committee. Um, again, college football is the only sport that I know of, and I think it's the only one out there that you could go undefeated and not compete for a championship. And it's ridiculous. You can't. You can't have that. You know, like, this is the problem with college football right now. I know even when you go to 12, there might be a group of five. You know, I don't, you know, like, you know, it's a little bit easier unless there's two undefeated group of, group of, um, you know, group of five teams. But, like, it's it's ridiculous. You know, that like, that's, you know, they went undefeated. And, the, and then you look at the common opponent between LSU. You know, Florida State beat them 45 to 24. 
And that was 45-17 for LSU put up a garbage touchdown. That was when they were healthy, and that was the I – mean, Florida State's defense played uh, LSU the best all year. Alabama beat them by a couple of scores. Daniels got hurt in that game, and LSU was down, I think, for their starting quarterback. So, you know, I know their defense was awful, but it, it's ridiculous. Again, it's – part of it's because of the SEC. I get it. You don't want to leave out your SEC championship, but Ford, or Alabama should have lost Auburn. They really yeah, should. Yeah, but, but they played in a much tougher conference, and you cannot leave the SEC champion out of it. You can't. Look at who Alabama had to beat to get there. They had to beat, you know, Ole Miss. They had to beat, uh, they had to beat oh, Ole Miss, God. and they had to beat. I, I got LSU, Ole Miss. Uh, they had to beat Georgia. They had to beat Tennessee. Look at who they had to beat to get there. Who did? Who outside of LSU? Who did Florida State beat? <laughs> was any good? Clemson wasn't that good this year. Miami was average. Louisville, let me tell you something about Louisville. Louisville lost to Kentucky, who was in the middle of the SEC. So I'm telling you, you cannot leave the SEC champion out of it. I think you should make a better argument for them not getting not getting it over Texas, because I think Texas is massively overrated at, at not being the number three being number three in the country. They beat some bad teams. They beat TCU by one score. They they lost to, they lost to Oklahoma. I think Texas wasn't playing as good a football. I know they beat Alabama. They weren't playing as good a football as Alabama. And they lost one of their better. I know they didn't lose a quarterback, but they lost one of their better players too. I know they won the SEC. They won the Big 12 championship game big, but Oklahoma State was not that good, was not great either. So they they won probably the second to worst conference in, 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 the, in, in the sport. So I would say there should be a bigger argument that, te- that Florida State shouldn't have gotten in over Texas than gotten in over Alabama. Well, Texas couldn't. Well, the problem, and I think, the problem is here is, yeah, they probably wouldn't left Texas out if Texas and Alabama never played. Or, or if Alabama beat Texas, yeah, absolutely. Like Alabama or Texas wouldn't have been in. The problem is they couldn't, they could not jump Alabama over Texas because that would open up a whole new can of worms. And again, then it goes down to why even play non-conference games like that? Why don't I just schedule like the rest of the SEC and just play North Alabama? You know, like... And like in the SEC, yes, it was the second best conference out there, but it was not like usual. Tennessee should not be in the top twenty-five. Their best one was San, uh, Texas San Antonio. Missouri is a good nine, you know, ten and two. I'll give you now. They gave Georgia all they could handle. Ole Miss is an absolute fraud. And I hope Penn State beats them by twenty. It's we'll ridiculous see, yeah. that they're you know, the issue 11. there is Chop Robbins is not playing. So we'll yeah, see I saw that. that. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's very happy. He's opting out. Lane, Lane's <laughs> very excited. So <laughs> you're excited when, then, when a team's best player opts out of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm hoping Penn State wins that one. And then LSU, they're nine and three. Yes, but like they're USC. They're USC, and I just the SEC. You know, I get it. The SEC is usually the best conference out there. It wasn't this year. The Pac-12 was like 19 and two outside non-conference play or something. And the SEC had, and the SEC, um, ACC had the heads this year. The ACC won out uh, over the SEC. So, wow. uh, you know, that's something I think you got to account for too. But, it, you know, I like I knew it was going to happen. Like I wasn't surprised, but it just, it just, you know, I understand the frustration for Florida State. Like it's in this too. This is going to get Florida State out of the ACC. Like, this is – I know they tried during the summer, but this has to be the last draw for Florida State. Like, they're going to do whatever it takes to land the Big Ten or, or uh, SEC now. You know, I know one of those two conferences have to allow them to come in, but Florida State's going to do what they can because, you know, it's ridiculous that they go 13-0 and as a Power 5 team and they don't get in the playoffs. I just – it's and that's the problem with – 
the problem was, and it, you know, it hasn't happened. It's so, you know, for the decade that we've had this, that there was only four spots for five power, five, power five counter teams. They're lucky this only happened once. They really are. They were lucky the Pac-12 uh, cannibalizes each other. But, you know, they get to go to 12 next year. And, again, this is the other thing. You're going to see half the field – or, no, yeah, half the field is going to be loaded with Big Ten and SEC schools. It just is. You're never oh, going to yeah. see a Big 12 or ACC. Maybe you get a Notre Dame ever in there. That's about it. It's going to be I, 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 I think I think we're going towards, like, kind of an NFL where the Big, the Big Ten and the uh, SEC are going to become the AFC and the NFC. Because you're probably yeah. yeah, you're probably gonna see Florida State leave because of this. You're probably gonna see Clemson. You're probably gonna see them go to the SEC. Uh, you might see eventually see Notre Dame going to the Big Ten. So I think we're eventually gonna get. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the NFL. It's gonna be like the AFC and the NFC. And and it's not like you're and you're yeah it's gonna be like you're gonna be in the Big Ten and you're not even gonna be playing half the teams in the conference. The same thing with the SEC. So it's really gonna become the AFC and the NFC. And it looks like and the and the Big Twelve because the Pac-12 is already done. And the Big 12, unfortunately, the Big 12 and the ACC are going to become like kind of mid-major conferences. We're probably we're pro- we're definitely trending towards two super conferences. This is becoming the NFL, pretty much a, a mini version of the NFL. Yeah, which is not smart. But hey, I don't have you. Did you see the um, just because we're sorry, the, the proposal from uh, the NCAA Pred Charlie Baker yesterday? No. Um. So I'm still kind of figuring out how to um. So the, so he's proposing a new it's a it's within the framework of um so schools there's going to be like a new group of schools that would have to invest at least 30,000 per year um you know per year into an enhanced educational trust fund for at least half of the institutions eligible student athletes. So like this would create another football subdivision. So like you know, so like for like some of the schools that really want to kind of try care, you know, so like for the ACC Big Ten, like, you know, they might do that. And if you don't want to spend so much money in the football, you go down to like another subdivision. So like it's kind of how I kind of believe how it's kind of going to be is. But like, yeah, it's it's, you know, it's going to become the NFL. And I said it last week. Nobody competes with the NFL. College is different because of. The rivalries, you know, all the, like the, you know, the, the, um, kind of the pageantry of college football. But like now you're getting games with Oregon and Rutgers. Like it's just not, yeah, not no. how it should be. Nope. Nope. So not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So no, nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, though, I, I didn't mind what the committee did. I, I would have went, I would have went, uh, Washington, Michigan, uh, Alabama, and Georgia, because with everything going on, those were clearly the four best teams. And I think if you're going to get the four best teams in, those are the four best teams. I think Texas is massively overrated at three. I think Texas should have been at minimum four and I even make it at all because I think they played, didn't play in a great conference and they beat some, you know, they beat TCU by one score. Like I know they made the national title game this year, but TCU wasn't good this year. They beat them, but they beat them by one score. They were lucky to beat Kansas state. So, and they lost one of their best players too, like I said earlier. So I think the committee did kind of get it right. I don't have a huge issue with Florida State not making it because they played in a really bad conference. I know they did everything they had to do, but there were only four spots, and there's a, and there's and it's, it's the Power Five, and there, there's only four spots. So I know it's unfair, but life isn't fair. So I, I think that uh, I I, I think I, uh, but I think Georgia had more of a reason than Florida State to be in. They won 29 games in a row and lost to uh, Alabama. I don't know what talks about it because they won the last two national titles, but Georgia had I think in my opinion had more of a case to make it. 
than Florida State because they went undefeated throughout the entire regular season and lost to Alabama in the championship game. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like it. You know, they told us it's the best four teams. Then, yeah, Georgia shouldn't fell one to six for losing a three point game. Like it, they shouldn't have, but they did. You know, like this is this is the problem. They, you know, they just they contradict themselves. Like I know the ACC wasn't good, but Conference USA, which Liberty plays in, was the worst. You know, they're probably a little bit better than the MAC, but they go. You know, SMU only lost by. You know, SMU held Oklahoma to 28 points, and they lost to TCU by one score. You know, but Liberty got in, and Liberty—I don't even know their best non-conference. It might have been like UMass, like. But hey, you know their conference stunk. They rolled through it, but they still got the near six. And but that's the thing. Like if it, you know, just come out and say ACC stunk, and come out and tell us that Travis was because of the Travis injury. You know, just tell us that. I know they kind of did with the Travis injury, but just come out and say that the ACC stinks now. Don't well, that's tough for Bo Carrick to say that because he's the commission, he's no. the he's yeah. the athletic director at NC State. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that that's yeah, I forgot about that he is. So yeah, that that definitely may have had a factor in it. So I know we can't stick up for his conference there. Um but yeah, it just I I just rather have the committee be more honest about that stuff. But I like I wasn't surprised. Like I knew it was coming, but I, I was, you know, I didn't think they were going to do the right thing and just put them in, but because, you know, it was one more data point without him, and you gave Rodemaker a month who, yeah, he's going to probably, he's going to look better than he did if you give him a month of practice here, but it is what it is. It is, it is, and, you know, it's not the greatest system having four teams. There's a reason they expanded to 12, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you feel bad for Florida State. I personally, you think they should have gotten in. I didn't think they should have gotten in. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I think it should be an exciting playoff regardless, though. I mean, you got four really good teams. You got Michigan. You got Alabama. That should be – that game's going to get great ratings because of uh, because of Harbaugh against Alabama. And then you got Washington and Texas, two good teams there. So, it should be it should be a fun playoff regardless of Florida State getting in or not. Yeah. Yeah, it, it should. You know, again, the Rose Bowl, Michigan, Alabama, like that's – yeah, that's going to do ratings. And Texas, Washington, those are – I'm surprised how low you are in Texas. They're, you know – a lot of people got them winning the championship here. Really? The national I, don't, championship. I don't. I have them losing to Washington. I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, not. Too, I'm, I'm not. I think they're good, but they played. They didn't play in a great conference. Washington played in the better conference. I don't think they should be four point. I don't think Washington should be. I think Washington has been disrespected all season long. I've been saying it. They shouldn't be four point underdogs against uh, against Texas. I think. I think. I don't know. I'm not going to make my final prediction, but I think Washington has a very good chance to win that game. Yeah, I'm with you. I got Washington right now in the championship. Yeah, yeah killing I the mean, Boars. Guys yeah, I, lost eleven games total. It's crazy as a yeah, head coach. Yeah, I got, I got I got Washington Alabama in my final right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. Should be very very interesting to see what happens on New Year's Day with the college football playoff. But we got to get to the big thing that's going to happen on Saturday, and that is the Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy. The race was pretty much going into the last weekend. It was pretty much between Penix, Knicks, and uh, Jaden Daniels. But I think Penix. I think uh, Knicks has got to be done. He lost twice to Michael Penix, so I think it's going to be between Michael Picks and Jalen Daniels. And I'm going to go with Michael Panix in a cl- really close one. I think I'm going to go with Panix because he won every game. He won every game for this team this season. He put up really good. I know his numbers weren't great in the second half of the year, but he put up really, really good numbers. So I'm going to go with Panix to win the Heisman. Yeah, I have Daniels. I want to go Panix. I really do. But I think the thing that's going to happen here 
is all these votes are regionalized. So all the Southeastern votes are going to go to Daniels. And I think there's more of that. And I don't know, because you could have submitted your vote. Um, I think it's, you could have like last Wednesday. So some people may have already put in their ballots, you know, before Penix had that game Friday night. So that's where I kind of worry that that uh, Penix might not get it. I just think with Jaden Daniels, the pro, you know, because uh, RG three and Lamar Jackson, like uh, Lamar Jackson was nine and four, and RG threes was nine and, th- and nine and three, and Daniels, like you know, they're often put up forty six points a game. Their defense gave up thirty, and you know he put up fifty touchdowns on the year. He was phenomenal, and you know the numbers he put up, I, I think, are gonna be. Just a little bit more than um, I, I and I think that's kind of gonna. I know he didn't play in that big game, you know. Besides, like the Bama, they had Week One where you know he only had one touchdown in that, or he threw a pick and they didn't do a ton, especially in the second half. I, you know, I think Panic should get it, but I just think Jaden Daniels. I think again because he's an SEC quarterback. I think that's kind of what it's gonna come down to. Yeah, it should be interesting. Should be interesting to see what happens there. Between those two, and uh, we'll, be see, we'll see what happens on Saturday night. But before we wrap up with college football, we got to talk about the big game between. We got to talk about the game between Army and Navy, the traditional game between these two teams. Both teams are five and six. Now, is there any spot open for one to make a bowl game no. if they win or lose? Okay, so, so it'll just be is the end it? of the season for for either team. Now, if they were if they had one had six wins, they probably would give them give them a spot in a bowl game. Yeah, yeah, more than likely they would have. Yeah, they would have. Uh, they would have had a spot. But I think yeah, both these teams. I think. Have to have six wins going this one. I forget what. Yeah, or usually sometimes there's there's so many five and five and seven teams that they'll leave a spot open for one of them, or they'll leave a spot. But yeah, not this year. Um, they they this is it for them. Yeah, I think this game is close, but I'll go with the team. I'll go with the Army twenty one seventeen here. I mean, I haven't seen any any Army games this year. I saw that one Navy game, the first game they played against Notre Dame, and they got smoked, and I didn't like what I saw, so I'm going to take Army twenty one seventeen. But Justin, can Navy get to six and six? I got Army 14-10 in this one. Up in wow. uh, Gillette. I assume Bill Belichick will oh, be there. love him Thursday night game this week. Oh, yeah. I think they purposely gave him the Thursday night game so he'd be able to watch yeah. Navy. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Maybe he'll bring the uh, Navy OC and we'll start running uh, Willie Cunningham the triple options next week. <laughs> yeah, the week after against Kansas now. City. Yeah, he'll yeah. start doing with me. Yeah. He'll just run the ball we play against Kansas City. Yep. Yep. That's what we actually – that's what we, the Patriots start doing in this one. But – uh. Look, in this game, it always comes down to field position. Who can kind of hit that one big play? You know, sometimes you see them kind of the trick, you know, trick play. Um, you know, could say ahead of the chains, kind of not commit the bad penalty in this one. Um, but I do have Army. I think they're a little bit better. They started to play better down the stretch. You know, they won the last three games in November after they lost a disappointing game to UMass. Um, you know, next year they'll uh, be conference members. Army is joining the American. They'll still be a non-conference game because they want to play on this weekend. So um, it won't count for the conference standings or anything like that. But uh, I got Army 14-10. And if Army, with the win, they will get the Commander Chief Trophy. And it'll be their fourth outright one since 2017. And if Navy wins, they'll go back to Air Force, uh, who won it last year. But I will take the Black Knights to uh, take down Navy. Yeah, and it was, that's weird. So, this, so, so, it will ne- so it will never count as a conference game between these two because they'll always just play here. The tradition will take over. Yeah, they want the standalone spot. So, yeah, because the conference championship game, you know, weekend, so beforehand. So if they somehow both get to the conference championship game, they'll be playing back-to-back weeks. It'd be oh, interesting wow. with that, well, those two offenses. Yeah, yeah that, would, that, would, that, would, that would be that would be a little weird, but that would be – because usually traditionally yeah. Army-Navy's on the same 
is the same week every single year. But yeah, it would be a little weird, but still, it it it, it would be it's gonna be, it's gonna be nice to see them both in the same conference. And, and yeah, it should be a, it's always a good game between the two schools. Always fun to watch. So it's first year it's ever been in Foxborough. Yeah, first year. Wow. First year. You know, Bill Belichick's getting great seats. Oh yeah, you know it. You know it. You know he yeah. might be down on the field. field oh, he'll be watching but, uh, on the field. He'll be on the oh, field. He'll be on the field. Oh yeah. I mean, as his day, yeah. day is pretty much coming to an end in Foxborough, at least get to see an Army Navy game. Yeah, yeah, that's how kind of craft them could go out here. You know, I'll give you the Army Navy game. See here, here and then they run Navy's offense the rest of the season. They just run Navy's yep. offense, do exactly what Navy does. See how many games yep. they win down the stretch. Yep. We'll see, but I yep. tell you, it would be better than what you guys have been running all year. Oh, it would. It totally would. It, it'd be more exciting. I like watching, you know, with all these high up tempo, the spreads. It's, it's nice to go back to one of these, especially with all the changes. You got 4,000 people in the portal. Yeah. yeah. The, all the opt outs. <laughs> these, you know, they these guys don't get the NIL money. You know, yeah. and for the seniors, this they is gotta it. Serve, they gotta, they, and they got to serve for their country yeah. for, I think, three or four, four, four or five years, right? Yeah. Four, yeah. It's a minimum yeah, of four yeah. years. So, wow, wow. yeah, this is it. You know, for these seniors, this is it. The last yep. time you're stepping on a football field. So it's always, exactly. it's always one of the best football games of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will wrap up the show talking about UConn's win last night over North Carolina. I mean, big win, good win, bounce back game over Carolina. I mean, I mean, listen, they went out to Kansas and played a game. I'm happy they played that game. It's a really good experience. That's the, that's an atmosphere they're going to have to play in the tournament. So I think that's a really, really good game. It's good to schedule that game, to play that game at Lawrence. And they almost won that game too. So, and Tristan Newton was great in that game. They almost won that game. So, Give them a lot of credit for going out and, and, and scheduling that game. But last night, they got back on track. They, they hit a bunch of threes. But they, they, they hit 10 threes last night. How about Cam Spencer, 23 points? He had Caravan. He had 18. Uh, Tristan Newton, uh, 14 points. He had, a, he had another good game. Tristan Newton, I think he's the best point guard in the country. He's been playing. He's been playing outstanding. You got Caravan. You got you got, you got got Spencer. And then Solomon Ball, he had some threes, too. So, so with, if Castle starts, he'll be coming off the bench. You got Johnson coming off the bench. Klingon's been in a little bit of a slump these last couple of games, but he he had 22 before he had a career high against New Hampshire. So this team has so many weapons. I'm telling you, they're my favorite to go back to back just because of how many weapons they got on offense. Where's the where's their weak link on offense? When you look at if you get their starting five of Castle, uh, Spencer, Newton, uh, Carabin, and Klingon, where's their weak spot on offense? There really isn't one. And then you got a uh, Ball and Johnson coming off the bench, and Dr. coming off the bench. So they're good off the bench. They get all five scores, or are, are really four of the five guys can shoot threes. Klingon is, I know he hasn't played well the last couple of games, but he's good inside. So where's their weak spot? There really isn't a weak spot with this UConn team. And their one loss, they went to Kansas and lost by four points. So in my opinion, they got to be the favorite to win it all right now. Yeah, they're with me. They're right there with Baylor. I know we'll see Baylor play Duke coming up, I think two weeks from tonight. Um. Arizona's up, but I don't trust Arizona. I, I, every year I bet on them, oh, yeah, make yeah, a run. Yeah, they yeah. always fail me. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, they're right there. I like. I, I don't know. I'm not. Purdue's good, but we'll see. Um, you know, I'm not there with Matt Payer. Never. Yeah, you know, good regular season coach. Doesn't never cares too much about winning the Big Ten than he does an NCAA tournament. So yeah, loses the um, one seed last year. He's lost. I think every seed. I think now every seed wow, one through wow. sixteen. He's lost to. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's gotta be a first. So, um, but yeah, with the, you, I, I would say their weakness is like, there's, you know, like Friday night, like, you know, some of the spacing wasn't great. I know it's the way Kansas garden, but like the offense was so much more. Now I know you lost Hawkins and Sonogo, but like, yeah. it was so crisp and like not conference wise. 
you know, yeah, like but they're going into night... Lawrence. It's a, it's a tall, it's a brutal place to play though. In Lawrence, Kansas, you kind of expected that. Oh no, I I know. Like you know, you're down Castle, you're down Klingon, who you know, still coming off the foot injury. Now I guess he has a toe injury. He's trying to play through. So like, I don't think he's. So it sounds like he's not practicing a ton right now. Like. You know, so I, and I they just ought to just sit him down. Healthy. They ought to just sit him down guess, for a couple yeah. games. Give, give, rest him. We, you need him healthy come conference tournament time and, and, and late conference play. If he's not 100%, rest him. Let Johnson play. But here's the thing. I'm looking forward to seeing what Castle can be. Do you think Castle could live up to this potential of being this guy, being this top lottery pick? Can he be like a top three player on this team with Newton and with Spencer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you saw him last night. He's like a terrific rebounder. He's six seven, you know, six seven. And you don't really see that from a point guard. Like he's got the size. You know, he's not afraid to take go to the basket. I know he's still, you know, like, and it's not even a it's not even like a weakness. Of, well, his weakest part of the game is three point his three point shot. You know, like he's got a great mid-range game, great going to the basket. But like, yeah, I think he's gonna be a top five, you know, I, you know, top five, maybe. Top ten, like I, you know, he's gonna be at least in the top ten pick. You know, he's really, really good. You know, last night he only played eleven minutes, like kind of just working him back. Like I'm not, yeah, I think he's gonna get in that lineup. He's gonna be fine. And you know, I like kind of having him back last week. You know, I don't think you know the moment's gonna be too bright for him or anything like that. So yeah, I think he's gonna be able to live up to it. I'm really kind of excited. And um, I'm with you too. Like they play Arkansas Pine Bluff on Saturday. That's a game they're gonna win by forty. Like I don't want Klingon to play. I Spencer, I want like I know he looked healthier last night, but he's another guy. Just like just sit on Caravan's at the dislocated finger. It's like give him a break and just play like the Jaden Rosses, the Jalen Stewart's, the Singards. Let them go out there and play like 25, 30 minutes because Pine Bluff's one of the worst teams in the country. And then you got and then you're off the next Friday when you play Gonzaga. So it's like you could really give some of those guys some days off here. So I'm with you. So I would hope so, but. Hurley, Hurley likes to run it up, and I, I can't imagine that uh, he'll be resting those guys on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. I, I know Hurley likes, you know, all he likes to play those guys, even if they're hurt, but I think he needs to rest them. Again, no, I'm not saying Hurley hasn't done a phenomenal job, but I think he needs to rest some of the guys that are hurt. And uh, another another thing, you, we did. Yeah, I do think there is a weakness of this team. That's three point shooting. I think it, it, it was better last night, but I think three point shooting is one of the weaknesses. There is a weakness, it would be three point shooting. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good one. I, you know, Nguyen kind of last year really came out at the end as like the three point shooter. He, you know, hit some tough ones. Um, Ball Ball was one of the better shooters coming out of this class, and I think last night really got some confidence, and I, I think that's going to start taking off for him. Um, yeah, like dude, Dwar is not great. Carabin, I think, is going to start to get it going. Like you know, I know he's got the dislocated finger now, and I know it's not easy to shoot with one of those slings on your finger. Um, so yeah, that could be kind of their one kind of weakness there. And Cam Spencer, Spencer's either on, or there was even a couple of games last year at Rutgers where he shot them out of games where he just he was not on. Like he that he's got no conscience. Yeah, he there there's not a shot that he does not like. Um, but he's probably getting, he's getting more open looks here than he was at Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, he is. You know, like Rutgers. Yeah, like you know. He didn't have the quickness to get kind of by guys, and you're seeing it defensively. You know, he kind of shows at the end, but um, yeah, because Rutgers didn't have many many spot. You know, they didn't have many many shooters around him, so that didn't help. But yeah, you know, I wanted to go back to your new Tristan Newton point. Like he should be in the All American conversation. Like he should be player of the year conversation. He's right there with. Uh, this is another point guard you need to watch: Colorado State, Isaiah Stevens. That kid's a first round draft pick. Oh, wow. um, gotcha. 
Gotcha. He Nico that Colorado State, they beat Korean by thirty. Like they they hounded them. They're wow. good. Nico wow. Medved, that's that's a name to walk, coaching. Um, he's gonna get a big job this summer or this spring. So him and Isaiah Stevens are the two best guards in the country. Um, you know they're both right there. So yeah, you know I could see the three point shooting kind of be their one downside. I hope they kind of start to get it going. Hopefully last night kind of gets the ball rolling. But yeah, like the New Hampshire game, they were four for uh, twenty eight. Like. You know, they're lucky New Hampshire had no size. Like, their their center is out for the year, uh, you know. And he was, uh, you know, at first, uh, you know, all-conference as a freshman last year. So, and that, these the 6'10", their other guys are 6'9", stretch fours. So like, you know, that they had no chance of guarding. So, um, cleaning it down there. So, yeah, you know, it's a big one last night because the Big East Conference stinks. The outside of really? Korea, Marquette. Really? Wow. It's, Providence See, got boat raced. Wow. What about uh, St. John's? got some. I thought they were being West Virginia the other night. Yeah, it's not a great one, though. Okay, gotcha. That's not a great one. What about Xavier's down? Villanova, you know, Kyle Neptune's not been that good. They choked away that game last night. Well, this is a UConn team that should get a one or a two seed, knowing how the the conference is. It's possible. Marquette and Creighton are very good. Those two. Okay. Providence, like, Providence at home is going to be tough. Or, like, uh, going to Providence, they don't lose there. But, like... I wouldn't be shocked if it's a four or five big lead. Like Xavier's really banged up and they got, they're yeah. playing a lot of younger guys. Like Nova's yeah. got some of the most talent in the country. Neptune is just, I, yeah. they can't play his own. You should play his own against them every time. They don't have a point guard and they, they're cool. They can't shoot. Yeah. They don't, yeah. That they just, they don't distribute well. So um, that was big. And DePaul is the worst part. DePaul Louisville game of the year, Saturday. Just really? that wow. it's the game of the, I can't What's wait. What's the records? Those two teams. One in one in six to Paul against Louisville, who is four and four, who only had four wins last year. So Kenny okay. Payne already could break his uh win win record from last year. Wow, so, wow, wow! Game that, of that's the year. Crazy. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So hopefully you can get one Friday next Friday against Gonzaga because yeah, it's uh not too many big wins coming out of the rest of the conference. Marquette's got to be hopefully Texas tonight in a good one. But yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be a good game. Creative yeah. Marquette got to be carrying the way with UConn the knock-on because uh. Big East is not looking as tough as I thought it was once going to be. No, no, not at all, not at all, not at all. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with UConn in the coming weeks. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week talking about week 15 of the NFL season. It's crazy we've gotten all the way to that point. You know, we're getting close to Christmas when we're talking about week 15 of the NFL season. We'll be, we'll be talking about that, and then we'll be giving you any uh, any MLB and NBA news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Oh! 
Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.